Welcome to The Danger Room, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast focused on helping you prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy, tips and tricks, and things you should know to level up your gameplay. Don't forget to join us in Discord and Patreon as we continuously discuss MCP on a daily basis. The links will be in the show notes. On the podcast, regular members are Jacob, Sploosh, and Dizzard. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Danger Room, something a little bit different. Uh, we've been putting out a lot of content recently, so we thought we'd have a, a bit of a light Monday for you. Uh, instead of a full episode, we're kind of doing an extension of our 18 days of Christmas. Uh, I had a lot of feedback after Morgan talks about Brotherhood, people wanting to know more about Mystique. And there was one person who I've mentioned before on the podcast who would be my go-to person. And so I've got them on to talk about Mystique, and that is... David Hell. Hey, David, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Wonderful. Do you want to tell us a little bit about you and your gaming history and your MCP history? Yeah, no, it sounds sounds good. I think there's a lot of people I started out with Warhammer. I'm a Warhammer fantasy battle person rather than Age of Sigma. But, um, yeah, I played, you and me both. Yeah, played that for a lot of years. I played 40k because a lot of other people did. Um, and then I think after that, when I didn't really have time in life for the big games, I, I went into board games more heavily. Um, and then I think my route out of that was when uh, Games Workshop brought out Shadespire. Um, I played Underworlds for a couple of years, really enjoyed it. Um, but a bit like Magic the Gathering, it kind of sucks you in and it's an eternal buy it. You have to keep up with that train. Um and then, yeah, two years ago, MCP came out. So, so a bit like MCP then. I was looking <laughs> for something new. <laughs> and Yeah? Yeah, and that that was it. Uh, me and a few mates um, at the local club I play at bought into it. Just getting going and then, like everybody else, global pandemic. And <laughs> that pretty much uh, put pay to that locally. Um, but then I moved on to playing on TTS and that's where I've spent most of the two years playing and uh luckily met a lot of people on here that are sort of good fun um met a few of them in real life when events have allowed and and carried on playing from there really um and then more recently Brilliant. luckily i've been able to now I've got... sort of kick things off in the local community so we've actually started getting a few players back at the club that's great to hear that's what we like to hear um, so what drew you to Brotherhood uh, and in particular to Mystique as a leader? Yeah, so I think I, I started out trying everything new and that just wasn't working for me because, you know, the release schedule was happening so quickly and I wasn't getting that many games in. But I've always been a big fan of Brotherhood. Um, so I sort of settled on them as a faction. Um, and then... I started playing as usual with everybody, you know, go for Magneto straight away. <laughs> but I found he didn't fit my play style because I'm not an active planner in this game. Uh, I don't sit there and look at turn one plays. I don't sort of set up and have a major thought process beforehand about how things are going to go. Um, and you have to do that more with Magneto. And I think, you know, the, the skilled players that put in reps magneto is great for them um but what i found is taking mystique as your leader and then going with toad and a quicksilver you know that's a nice cheap starting point 
and the speed of that team is just something that can give you a lot of flexibility depending on how the game starts to go. Mm. So do you find that you're often not playing Magneto then with Mystique as the leader? Yeah. Yeah, I I think if you're going to play a game with Mystique as the leader, um, it's because you're not running Magneto. Um, But I also think that you know, the games that you want to play Magneto, he's definitely the leader and there are situations that, that you don't want a Mystique-led team. Okay. So then what draws you, what makes you think you do want uh, a Mystique-led team? What kind of crises or what kind of threat values are we thinking about here that Magneto wouldn't cope very well with? So the lower threat levels, um, definitely. And I think the wider scenarios where you're spread all over the place because it's really easy for Magneto to be out of position. Um, And I think it's quite easy for people to look at a Brotherhood team and say, right, they're going to take Magneto. They're going to need to keep him in a zone where he can kill people. Um, They often then take Brace for Impact as their first card. And I think I've often found that you put Mystique down you don't put Magneto down, and that, that's something that throws people off straight away. Mm, certainly, it needs a different sort of tech against it, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, other, and Mystique runs really well with a wide team. Um, and I think the team of her um, Quicksilver and Toad, not only does it give you the flexibility, but you know, Mystique's got Stealth, Toad's got Slippery and Hop, Quicksilver can dash away if someone tries to hit him, or he can use Speedster for an extra move. That that's that's a serious level of flexibility in when you're trying to outposition people, mm. and and often the early game plan with them, you know, you can pick up an extract, keep yourself reasonably out of position, but you've not wasted that first power, and then second turn, that second power turns on Hop Slippery. Um, Quicksilver speedster so actually two power is a fairly good sweet spot for them it's a really good point I hadn't thought about that before because you're getting the refund from Mystique's leadership basically your entire team unless you're on pay to flips we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah but unless you're your entire team's going to be on two power minimum yeah yeah okay so let's let's build out then. So we're on one of these, let's say, uh, extremists. We're on a D-shaped scenario and you're thinking you want to play Mystique. You've got your core there, which is what, eight threats? How do you build out 17? Yeah, so I personally am a big fan of Sabretooth in there. Um, I know he's a much maligned character. Um, but what he does give you is he gives you another character with that speed and he gives you something slightly different because he's often one that you can put further forward and not worry about getting hit too heavily. Yeah, and he gives you, I guess, um, another affiliated character. Yeah. Which then allows you to go was a bit wider. Um, so if that was a four, then uh, you still got quite a lot to play with, haven't you? Yeah. 17. You've got another, what, another five to play with. So is there another two in your roster that you would like? Or is there a five-threat character that you think fits well? Yeah, so, you know, historically, I've been going five-threat with Scarlet Witch. Um, I know sort of Morgan touched on the all you've got and the the impact of that vanishing on Magneto, and I, and I don't think it 
is a big loss for him, but I think it's a big loss for Scarlet Witch and definitely a big loss for Scarlet Witch in the way I was using her in that team. So then how about, let's let's touch on Juggernaut then. Would you like Juggernaut in a Mystique roster? Do you think that fits well? Yeah, I, I think that now in a Brotherhood roster, Juggernaut is going to be the model that hits the table most. I think um, I'm going to be using him a lot, um, it, whether I go Magneto or Mystique. But I think in a Mystique-led Brotherhood, He's he's almost that that missing piece. You could get Scarlet Witch to do a job on the attrition, but actually, what you need is somebody else to be tanky, and be able to move forward for those objectives that are far away from you. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, what about other unaffiliated characters? Do you think play well with this Mystique leadership? Yeah. So, I think I only have a couple of slots for or two or three for for the unaffiliated because I I still take Magneto. Um yep. And I think he he's definitely needed and and I still take Scarlet Witch. I haven't quite figured out when she would hit the table. Um but I think it's likely that if someone's going a high threat value and I choose not to drop Magneto as a leader, then Scarlet Witch backing up the team is good with the range that she has. And obviously the amount of damage that she can hand out. Yeah, I can see that. I can also see thinking actually she's not what I want in my roster. If you don't want to play a Magneto uh, guns attrition style, I can totally see leaving Scarlet Witch out. Yeah, and I, I think that is viable, but I think it's because I tend to probably choose her over Magneto. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Sometimes if I'm pushed up to those high points... Um, she would be my choice to still keep a bit of width. Okay, so we've got the seven, all seven affiliated Brotherhood in the yep. roster. Where else are you going with it then? So to, to back I, up both Magneto and Mystique. Yeah, I think I think Lizards a must have. Um, I think if I want to really, you know, threaten a game, um, being able to drop out sort of Lizard Sabretooth juggernaut and you know on on a spiders or um a cubes having those three pieces that you're happy enough if they're either in the middle or even on your opponent's side of the board i think that's really tasty um yep can't argue there lizard's a great piece and has great synergy with magneto as well yeah and then i think another must have in there is probably black cat um just for the extract play along with the rest of the team. It's where I have used um, Miles Morales in the past Mm -hmm. as a three threat that can cause your opponent to drop an extract. Um, I think Black Cat just does that role better and with a long move. Which ties in with Mystique nicely, yep. Yeah, and and I think as well, you know, I've been looking at some scenarios where, where I talk about pushing those front three forward you can also then have Black Cat and Mystique sat on the back too, pretty much out of range of anything. So it also gives you a good split of characters you don't mind them going for and characters they're not going to get to until you're ready to push them forward. This, just to hark back to Morgan's episode, this dovetails quite nicely because Morgan's formula was 
six and seven affiliated Brotherhood, everyone except Sabretooth, then a four and two threes, and you've just added Sabretooth, Black Cat, and Lizard. So you're you're kind of following Morgan's formula. I mean, uh, maybe not not knowingly, but you it, it fits that same pattern. Yeah, and I think it's because um, the pieces that the Brotherhood team need about them are the same, whether you want to go with Mag- Magneto or Mystique. Mm. And I think that's something that's probably changed um, a little bit more since the rules update. But um, So you've got one more slot then. Who do you like as your, your flex piece, again, using Morgan's uh, schema? Yeah, so I've got Bullseye in there at the moment um, because if I want to go wide, actually having an, an additional two threat I find quite useful. Um, and also for for the range value, he's he's a good one to be able to keep at the back um, and still be able to impact the game. And with a medium move, you know, he's still got the ability to to move around between some of the wider scenarios as well. Um, yeah. And with things like hit and run, um, you know, he can fire that little shot and do the move. So it does allow you to chip in with a little bit of damage here and there. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, what about crises then? Are there any crises who you think you might pick differently if you're going to lean more heavily on Mystique rather than Magneto or have that as an option? Yeah, so I, I think your extracts definitely struggle for the cube and um, Spider-Infected. I think the Fs play really well um, with Mystique and that team, especially if you go wide, pick up, try and pick up as many as you can on that first turn without the tax of losing any power for doing it. Mm-hmm. And I guess if the, if, cause some people would be worried about running that F extract without priority, someone going and grabbing the middle one, but if they haven't got an Angela, if they haven't got a play like an Angela or a midnight sun's bump or something to get them back to a bit of safety, you've got a decent shot of uh, deceptioning them in and actually yeah. doing some damage to them, trying to take it off them. Yeah, exactly. And and that actually leans into sort of one of the tactics cards I've chosen. Um, and I think it's definitely viable now. You've got Juggernaut, but also is an option for Lizard and Sabretooth if you can get the power on them. Um, and that, that's pulling face me. <laughs> because yeah. what that actually does is give you another deception option. It's particularly nice on Sabretooth, isn't it, Face Me? Because then yeah. somebody punches Sabretooth, Sabretooth gets some power and punches them back. Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't take it if if Sabretooth was the only piece in my team that could use it. Yep. Um, yep I can see that. And with Juggernaut, you know, you do one move, put him either central in the board or somewhere else you want him, um, and you can play that straight off because he's got three power from that first move. And you haven't lost power from him picking up an extract. Yep, that seems nice. Uh, okay, I like that. Uh, so one more extract then that you think plays well with the Mystique game. Um, Mystic Herbs. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about taking it as a slow crisis. Um, I've always quite enjoyed the fact that you can get Quicksilver there and pick it up. You can have Toad near him to hand it off. You can potentially... Um, I usually like to run mission objective if I'm playing that. So, you know, you can hand that off to Mystique or someone else as well. Um, but I actually think, you know, with Juggernaut now, he's probably the perfect herb runner. Uh, 
but I can definitely see that. There's there's a couple of things that make his day sad, but not very many. No. And, and it's uh, with him and holding a herb, you know, he's the character you want to be moving once and hitting anyway. And so he's not impacted by the moving once and he's now hitting extra hard. Yep. Um, and you're not having to worry about stagger and stun on him. It's, uh, it's slow, isn't it? Stagger, oh, stagger and slow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, he's a, he's a premier herb runner, certainly. And then with Toad around as well, you can always uh, whip it off him if you need to. Yep. Or if it looks like you're going to be able to score it through a Toad. Yep. Yep, that, that, that checks out. Okay, I like that. Uh, what about Secures then? Are there any... I mean, you talked about sort of wide ones. Are you? Would you modulate this to, to do that, or would you be happy with narrow ones for uh, Magneto? No, so... I think if you're wanting to go with Mystique, um, you want D-Shape. Um, you, I do sometimes run a mix, um, but I think since the rules change, you kind of need to lean into either Mystique or Magneto a bit more heavily in your crisis selection mm-hmm. and use the other to be what do I do in a situation where I'm stuck with something that just doesn't work? Um, yeah. And and that's where in this kind of roster, I'm, I'm thinking Magneto's there if I'm pulled into something central. Um, yep. So like a demons or something. Not necessarily demons, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Because what I found is that you can use someone in the team to drop Mystique's counter on the back one. And you're pretty much scoring that one. Um, and then with the team that I'm putting out, I've probably gone wide on the extra, or probably going to go wide on the extract. Or if not, I just double down on focusing, getting that herb back and rack yep. up the points that way. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're, you're, you think you're scoring that one, you're heavily contesting the center and you're getting all your extract runners, fast extract runners out. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that would pan out. So, because, yeah. Um, so when when do you play Magneto then? Um Gamma. Um yeah, or one of the other shapes where they're along the center line. I can never remember which shape it is. Um the C shape? Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about intrusions or um Deadly Meteors, I guess. Yeah, or sword, maybe. Yeah. It, depending on what what points you come out with on that, because yeah. um, I, I think you can have game in there with Mystique if you're wanting to go wide. If someone wants to try and push you on the fourteen, um, yep, yeah, I think that's that's a good option. But how how do you feel about Mystique on pay to flips, where you're sort of negating half of her leadership? Yeah, I I I try and avoid those. I think, um, and I think that's when the other situation that that you talked about, where you definitely take magneto um is if you come up against criminal syndicate i know they don't like pay to flips either so they're unlikely to have them in their roster um but i found if if people are going to bring a challenge to you on on the secures then then a mystique leadership's probably one to avoid that may be slightly different now with juggernaut but um i haven't had enough game time on that Mm, okay um, 
I wanted to well, let's round out the roster first, actually. So yeah. let's do. You've talked about some of your tactics cards. So we've uh, we've mentioned deception. We've mentioned face me. Um, well, you're probably playing um, uh, asteroid M, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Because although they've got a lot of speed and flexibility, sometimes you just want to get someone out of there. Yeah. Um, you know, if they go heavy on one side, and especially against some attrition teams where they of days you straight away you might often just want to move that character to the other side of the board and know that they're not going to be able to chase you down okay yeah that makes sense so what else do we like so i think one thing i've had reasonable success with in the past um was running saber-toothed wolverine um and that was using exceptional healing and using that for when you come up against some of the attrition teams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Black Order actually was one of the ones that I had reasonable success with Mystique-led uh, team when you had Wolverine and Sabretooth in there. And and now I've replaced Wolverine with Lizard, um, who is probably a bit tankier. He's definitely a bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, but if you're running him and Sabretooth, I think Exceptional Healing's um, really useful to have in there. Yep, I can see that. And I think uh, you mentioned the Black Order matchup. I think that's something that the Magneto leadership does struggle with a bit, Yeah, is how to play into that. And I think we, we've posited before when we're talking about Black Order that um, when you're playing Brotherhood, going Mystique might be the way. And then, yeah, so having a bit more tech, uh, if you're expecting to see a lot of Black Order, and having that as part of your roster, I think that's, that's a good shout. Yeah, and I think it, it helps for attrition in general and i think exceptional healing again if i want to go with that aggressive game plan of chucking lizard and saber tooth at my opponent you know exceptional healing can really deal with one of those spiky turns or if they've got someone that really is gonna throw a couple of attacks into them and kill them Mm, okay so i like that what else we got so i've always had mission objective in my rosters i think that's really good backup for the herb play um and i think if people are going for the the more singular extracts or if i'm playing against someone where they're not where we don't end up with one of the f's um mission objective can be quite useful i never take it if we're playing spiders um but i I have taken it um for cubes especially if I know I need to throw people forward and they may have an attrition team. You know, you can just stand a Quicksilver or someone like that behind the front character and then instantly offload that objective. Mm, yep, that makes sense. What's next? Um, so because of Juggernaut, I've got Do You Know Who I Am? And I think, yep. think that will be played quite a lot. I did have a play about with his other card, but I found it very... Very situational. Mm, whereas, yeah, there's always something good to do with, uh, do you know who I am? Exactly. And I think with the Mystique-led teams as well, you kind of do lack throws um, and you do yep. lack that ability to be able to um, move people about. And sometimes that's that's quite useful. Other than, you know, deception and face me of pulling them towards you, um, being able to throw people away is quite handy. Yeah, j- just looking at actually... Because if you're not playing Magneto, you haven't got any in affiliation. Oh, you got the push on Juggernaut, haven't you? Yeah, and you've He's got a push on Toad with a wild. Yeah, that's 
not hugely reliable, but you're not wrong. No, no, you, you uh, wouldn't. You wouldn't put it as an absolute part of your game plan. Yeah, um, and injured juggernaut has that throw, doesn't he? But yeah, you, you don't want to gamble on juggernaut getting injured. That's not. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Okay. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, we've got a few more spots, haven't we? Yep. So I think no more mutants for if I'm playing Scarlet Witch. Yep. I, I take your point with Scarlet, which may not be needed, but what I haven't had is enough game time with Juggernaut as my only Thrive threat option. So I think yep. if you're taking Scarlet Witch, you need no more mutants. I think I agree. Um, and then I've got Extreme Conditioning in there um, because I think that's a brilliant card for Juggernaut and it can be a useful <laughs> one for uh, Magneto. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Morgan touched on this as well, but that could easily be climbing gear, couldn't it? Yeah, and I think I so I had traditionally climbing gear in, in there to support um, Magneto, but I think Juggernaut can make a better use of extreme conditioning because you want him to move often, mm -hmm. um, and actually a long move with that big base is much harder for your opponent to plan for. Than, than the little bump for climbing gear. We haven't really mentioned any banned and restricted cards. So you're not taking any of those? No. Um, and I have got them. I've, I've got field dressing and I've got med pack. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I found field dressing very useful in terms of being able to just revive a person and move them away, keeping them alive for, for one more turn. Um, yep. With a, with a wide team like you're planning, I think that's an excellent plan. And you're going to have a little bit more power than a typical team because you're not going to be paying for your round one extract interaction. So you might have that online around earlier than other teams might. Yeah, exactly. And it's, again, paid dividends for me in the past, especially you know combining that with the sort of exceptional healing side of it. It can just keep people going for longer. Um, and especially when they've got that chance to heal one back up once they start moving, you know, it's not like you're putting someone on one health and then you have to be extra cautious because they're going to be on one health for ages. Yep. Um, okay. So I think that's, that's the tactic cards. What I really want to get into though, is how the, the mindset of how you go about winning this game. Are you looking to get an early lead and then sort of, redeploy yourself around the board trying to find spots where you can win secures to keep that lead or are you looking for parity and then opportunities to get ahead how, how does the typical game play out when you're doing this sort of the, think about the wide let's go let's go wide and fast so sort of a an extremist and cubes as an example yeah um, so we're playing 17 you're probably playing your core three plus um you're playing saber tooth and then what bullseye and black cat or bullseye and lizard, yeah, to get to yeah. seventeen, or, or even so you got six wide um, on seventeen. Sure, yeah. yeah. So you could go five wide with juggernaut, yeah. Um, because how, what does I, the I game think, look like? yeah. So I, I like to try and get as many points as early as possible, um, and that's where I think I might play juggernaut more at seventeen than I would necessarily going wide with a black cat and a bullseye because. From my point of view, there's five extracts out there. Um, yep. I want to try and get them all. 
So, yeah. you know, you only need five models. Um, you know, that, that would probably be, yeah, Mystique, Juggernaut, Sabretooth, Quicksilver and Toad. Um, or I might decide to drop Quicksilver um, to take Lizard to go for the tankier option if I really want to, to force that forward. Yeah, maybe if you're playing against more of a, an aggressive team and less of a, I don't know, Web Warriors, pull me, push me kind of team. Yeah, because being pulled and pushed about doesn't really matter if you're going to keep hold of the extract. Yeah, and you've got a marker on one of your secures. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, where you've got extremists, often I would probably use Mystique or, or maybe a Toad to pick up one of the back extracts um, and move back to one of the um, to the back point to either sit on it or to put a token down. Um, maybe leaving that to be one of my later plays in case I feel there's going to be a, an opportunity to to drop one of the tokens on one of the side ones. Um, again, with a D scenario and with Juggernaut, it's you know it's quite viable that I could move him, um, pick up an extract, you know, use extreme conditioning move to one of the side points and and drop a token on it um and then oh, that's that's quite fun actually isn't it i haven't thought about that so yeah you get the extract for free so you move short grab an extract but then you've got three power so you can play extreme conditioning and long move somewhere with him yeah i don't think many people see that coming no um so so i've got that and then their choice if they want to try and wrestle that one back off me is come and stand next to Juggernaut. <laughs> um, yeah, he can't afford to pay to interact to drop a token, though, can he? If he's got an extract and he's paid for um, uh, the long move. Extreme conditions only two power. That's the other reason I like it more than climbing gear. Of course it is. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so that does check out. The maths, maths is all good. Yeah. Mm, yeah, no, that's very spicy. I like that. Uh, so yeah and 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 the other way and i i think it works i haven't quite checked the measurements is that you know for something like struggle for the cube i could sort of take a front cube long move forward and take another one and then juggernaut is sat in someone's face yeah the same kind of play uh i, I can see that yep yeah. i think you might consider not picking up the first cube, otherwise you're taking a cube to your opponent. Yeah. Especially if they haven't got someone that can come and get it. If they've got someone lined up like a Black Panther or someone or a Lizard who can do that double move and grab to counter your play. Yeah. But yeah, that opening play with where Juggernaut just ends up holding one cube in front of them, I can see that being very strong. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm back on extreme conditioning rather than um, uh, rather than climbing gear now. I can yeah. see why that's in the roster. Yeah, and I think as well, if you don't play it early, then it still gives you a, an opportunity to completely reposition Juggernaut without having to use two moves to do it. Or if you want to use the slide, you can. Um, I think it's quite useful for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, okay. So then it's a question of trying to keep your extract carriers alive yeah. while rotating around the secures, trying to opportunistically take the secures which maybe have been abandoned by people chasing after your extract carriers because they're having to chase the game 
Is yeah. that kind of how it pans out? Yeah, exactly. Um, and th- and that's why I like the D scenarios. Um, ju- just for that, obviously, I don't take the spiders that's pay to flip. I've been considering whether I'd move to the um, new F secure map um, yep. or, or whether I just go with something like um, Serum and just just play the, on that the bit. formula, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about the B-shaped maps? Um, I don't think they're amazing um, because actually getting across from one side to the other is quite a long way. I don't think you can do it with a double long move um, or not quite. Um, so I don't think they're necessarily ideal, but I think I would still prefer that over um, a pay to flip. Hmm. I haven't done the maths on this, but with a big base, a short move and a long move, do you think there's any chance that Juggernaut gets a uh, a far hammer? I haven't looked at that yet. Um, and I think my fear is always with the hammers that I'm not going to be playing an attrition, as an attrition team. And therefore, you know, hammers is just adding you know, fuel to my opponents to try and track me down and kill me. I guess that's true, but if you're getting them all... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be tempted to to sit down and see whether that whether that checks out. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's definitely something to check out, but more for if someone plays it on me. I don't think that would change me taking the two Fs and the Wakandan Herb. Yeah, although I think hammers is going to be a relatively common option yeah. in the new meta. I think a lot of people like it as just the most neutral extract that doesn't have any particular craziness to it. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's where you know you probably be running black cat one side and juggernaut the other, and unless you can make him make it all the way across, and I think that could be interesting. Hmm. So. When your when when the plan doesn't work, when you lose, what is it that goes wrong that means that it's you've, you've lost? What what is it someone's done that makes it hard for Mystique for the Mystique team? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's difficult to say actually because I think I've not lost that many games when I have gone with the Mystique leadership. Um, I think I have made some poor choices on on matchups, and I think you know against Syndicate or against other wide teams, it's not necessarily the way to go. Um, because I think when you're going against other wide teams, they've usually got characters in there that can start to chase people down. Um, Oh, of course, if you're dealing with Criminal Syndicate, they're, they're probably going to outdo you on the secures, although they don't have the mobility to move around. Um, and maybe Juggernaut can make that awkward for them. Um, those are the, the kind of challenges I see. And and actually, if you don't get enough points early on, um, then it means that they can often sit back or heavily load some of the secures or just keep away from you because I think it's hard to then start to grind them down to get extracts back. And that's where a black cat plays in. 
but I think it's definitely all about the early points. Hmm. Okay. Uh, have you given any thought to versatile leadership? I have. I have. I've given a lot of thought to it. And, and I think brotherhood is actually the team where it's like likely to be the most useful. Um, I think the challenge is where I can't quite decide as yet whether it's definitely one to have in my five. I think it's likely I'd have it in my 10. Um, and it's just about getting a bit more practice about where that's going to be suited. Cause I can see there being games where you can take some early points with mystique um, while not losing anyone's power, picking up the extracts and allow yourself a time to get Magneto into position or also on the other side of that, you know, go heavy with Magneto on the attrition early on. And then once you've done the damage with him or you find he's in a situation where he's out of position, you flip into Mystique's leadership and use the ability to move around and drop some tokens um, to sort of try and counteract that loss of Magneto a bit. Yeah, you need you need to pull it off before Magneto goes down, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you need to do it on the on the leader's activation. Yeah, and but I find Magneto actually goes down less often than he ends up in a position where he's got nothing to throw and therefore can't have quite as much impact on the game. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, I think if they go heavily into Magneto, then yeah, you might you might decide to do it before they kill him. Um, you know, once they flipped him, um, depending on whether you need the power at that point or whether you think being able to place a token in one area that they're not focused on while leaving Magneto sat on another point, it may well be that that's a couple of extra points that helps you keep ahead or keep some parity towards the sort of mid game. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, that seems like an interesting avenue to explore. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's definitely something I'll be playing around with, and it's you know again whether Indomitable becomes a an auto pick and has to get wedged into this roster. It's um it seems like a card that would be silly not to have, um, but then again sometimes the flexibility I have around the secures is moving people off onto another one, so. Do I worry about getting thrown? Sometimes not. Who do you think is a bad matchup for the Mystique Leadership style team? Yeah, I think Criminal Syndicate's fairly terrible. Um, mainly because I have a, a lack of throws and a lack of ways of moving them off. Um, and they're often less bothered about trying to keep all of the secures but they do like to sit on them and stay there. Um, that might ease a bit with Juggernaut, but I still think they're going to be they're going to be a challenge. Mm. Yep, I can see that. Uh, what about someone like Web Warriors? How do you feel about that? It, that doesn't particularly concern me. Um, I've not come up against them loads, um, but I don't tend to worry too much about being moved out of position i think it's always going to be difficult once you've finished your go and then they move you out of position um 
but it could often be that yeah with the flexibility of of and the speed of the characters I've got they pull you off of one secure and you just drop another character in on that same one and it's unlikely that they'll have a whole bank of people on one side that they're keeping there just to move people off if you keep putting them on and so I think it's not necessarily a concern if I get the secures um if they get a bit more of the the map set up that they want, it might be a bit more of a challenge. Hmm. Yep, I can see that. And again, if I put a token down on one, they can't move that off. They have to go and contest it. So it may well be that you, if they're doing that, then that's when you're sort of throwing a juggernaut or a saber-tooth towards them. Do you find then that this team, this this style of playing team, doesn't actually make that many attacks? It's spending most of its time moving. Yeah, yeah. Typically, it isn't making very many attacks at all, um, but it is quite good at avoiding attacks as well. Mm. And then, obviously, that the character that isn't is Sabretooth. But then, if he's going to get an attack against him, often he can have an attack back. Or if he yep. gets attacked and move off something, he can move back onto it. So I think that's where Sabretooth plays into the Mystique leadership much more than he does in in Magneto. Hmm. Okay. So, it, yeah, the more I think about it, it's, it's just a completely different approach to a Brotherhood team, isn't it? It's so it's almost pulls apart from what Magneto wants to do. Yeah. And I think that's why with you know the potential of being able to change leadership, it's an interesting option because I think a Mystique-led team does do almost the opposite <laughs> of a Magneto-led team. Which uh, is kind of true to the comics as well. They have very different MOs in the comics, don't they, when they're yeah. in the hood? So I, I like that that's reflected in the team design. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I think, you know, going forward, I continue to play Mystique-led most of the time, but I think I would like to build in that option to flip it. Um, and why I think juggernaut is actually going to be the piece that makes every team whether magneto is leading it or mystique is Hmm. just uh, a quick note uh i've had a look and juggernaut cannot get to a far hammer with a short and a long move alone okay and he won't have enough power uh to play like eyes on the prize because then he won't have the power to pay to get the refund yeah so he can't go and get that deep hammer which was a shame but that would have been an interesting play otherwise yeah, it de- definitely would have been. <laughs> okay, well, uh, David, if people have got questions about Mystique-led Brotherhood, uh, where could they get a hold of you? Yep, Discord's probably the best place. Um, I'm on there as David Hell. I've had a few people tap me up for, for having some conversations about that, but yeah, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, people can find me on there. It's just with my full name, so it's not much more complicated, really. You just add an IER on the end of the hell and... Uh, you can find me that way. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming along and spending some time in the danger room. Thanks very much. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our opinions. Please note, as time continues, some information may become outdated, but we will do our best to refresh some of the more prevalent episodes to be current. Be sure to check out Across the Bifrost Nexus, where you can find all of your MCP content. And a big thank you to Discount Games Inc. and Blackgate Games, where you can find all of your MCP needs. And then a huge thank you to Atomic Mass Games for developing a game we all enjoy and love. 
We'll see you next time in the Danger Room.